Let's get real. The Paul Trusdell Podcast. Turn it up. Turn it up. The trifecta that destroyed America. The Paul Trusdell Podcast. Part one of three. So if you have never heard of the 17th Amendment, I'm not going to get into the details. If you want, you can go to Wikipedia. You can look up the 17th Amendment and you can go through all the details and most of it's going to be complete and total garbage. Here's the problem. Back in the day, we had a group of, of states, okay, 13 original colonies. These were independent states. Now, most people think we had a United States. We didn't. We had 13 nations that said, you know, we kind of need to stick together. And the borders were a little loosey-goosey. There was no national currency. There was no national army. And a bunch of rich guys got together and said, you know what? We need to be our own nation. And one thing led to another, and we had a revolution. Now, one of the problems is that we have words that should have specific meanings. The words civil war and revolution um, should have very specific meanings. We did not have a civil war, by the way. We did not have a war between the states. We had a second revolution. The southern states wanted to go away. They, they, they wanted to be their own nation. That's a revolt. A civil war is actually when you're trying to take somebody over. And the South didn't do that. Again, a lot of you have no absolute history experience. None. One of the things I will not do is go through all the little details and do some academic hogwash, okay? Not going to do it. What I will tell you is that the reality in life is that the Southerners, that's right, the Southerners actually had some class. And instead of going in and destroying Washington, which they were ready to do. Oh, hogwash. Nope, that's not hogwash, buddy. That is a real deal. They actually said, you know, we don't need to do this stuff. Okay. So instead of going in and beating their ass and ending everything, they kept fiddle farting around. Now, if you look at the 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 military genius of the Civil War, the Southern states, it's absolutely amazing. But nobody wants to talk about that. They don't want to talk about, you know, who had the first submarine, who was able to basically, you know, have a, an inferior economic position and basically destroy those up north. not allowed to talk about that kind of stuff. Just like we're not allowed to talk about the fact that what happened under the Wilson administration was just simply god-awful. So the 16th Amendment, everybody talks about every pinhead out there in the world, oh, income taxation ruined the nation. No, the 17th Amendment, the 17th Amendment ruined the nation. Now, here's the way it works. Are you ready? Because this gets a little bit complicated. You have three constituencies in the United States. You've heard, you've read, you've kind of remember a little bit, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, we the people, okay? So what is the, what represents we the people? I want you to really think about this. What represents, it's the House of Representatives. It has always been thought that the House of Representatives would be the most raunchous debate, have the most turnover, because that is the only, let me repeat this, the only component of government where you have direct elections, okay? That's important. The president of the United States should never be elected by popular vote. The president of the United States has to always be elected by electors. You vote for electors. You don't vote for president of the United States. Now, you have all these states have created all these rules. I get it. Let's not argue about it. 
But if it's done properly, and let me tell you, it's going to happen one day, you're going to have in the fairly near future, someone is not going to get enough electoral votes. It's going to have to go to the electoral college. And of course, then you have the House of Representatives, you have all these rules that people were talking about with Trump and Hillary Clinton and all that crap. Here's the thing. It's happened before. There's a reason why you have electors. Now, when you have a publicly traded company, you have the executives that run the company. But who actually owns the company? The shareholders. Now, who is supposed to represent the shareholders? The board of directors. Shareholders vote for board of directors. Unfortunately, most publicly traded companies are owned by only a handful of institutions, mutual funds, ETFs, hedge funds, pensions, and they control the voting shares enough that these board of directors are oftentimes unquestionable, no doubt, hesitation. They're just pure rubber stamps for your executives. Okay. You know, I've said for years, no publicly traded company should ever give any money to a charitable organization. If you're going to give money, give it back to the shareholder. Let the shareholder decide where the shareholder wants to put the money. This whole idea of, of you know, being a good corporate citizen and giving money to people, that's a violation of the governing body of every single corporation. But hey, you know, politics is politics. Now let's go on and understand that that same kind of a concept applies where the chief executive officer of the United States is the president of the United States. The vice president used to be who came in number two, who was runner up. Now that forced the president of the United States to stay in Washington and work. And so they created things like your secretary of state to be the ambassador around the world, your secretary of commerce and all that. Because if the president leaves and becomes incapacitated or is assassinated or deceased, the other guy or gal someday will become president of the United States. And you don't really want that. Okay? This whole concept of the Speaker of the House of Representatives, which is currently Nancy Pelosi, if the president and vice president become, you know, they're out of it, well, what happens? Oh, me, oh, my. Well, that ding-dong's going to become president. To understand the epidemiological spread of the virus. Oh, God. What it, I mean, that just ought to scare you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, holy crap, that's Nancy Pelosi. Let's listen to her again. To understand the epidemiological spread of the virus. And like the Joker said, This town needs an enema. So we're, we're talking about this trilogy. You know, you got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, that's a big deal, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so I talked to you a little bit about we the people vote for our members of the House of Representatives. We then vote for electors who gather together and they vote for the President of the United States. And if it's a tie or there's nobody wins, what do you do? They should go into a conclave, very similar to what you do when they you know, elect a new pope and they do the, the smoke. Holy smoke, we got a new pope. You gotta, you gotta do that kind of stuff. So the President of the United States represents the nation. That's your second constituency, the nation. The President should be doing what is in the best interest of the nation. Now, you're a member of the House, what do they do? They're representing you and me. They're representing our district. They should be bringing the goods home. If you look at the air marks, again, we used to have the air marks, which were terrible. Look up the word air marks. Then they got rid of them. Now they're back. Every member of Congress basically is taking their piece of the pie and shoving it around to who their friends are in the district. 
Oh, they always say it's, oh, yeah, oh, you know, this money is going for a good cause. Oh, hogwash. It's all about politics. Make sure that, oh, this city or that city gets a water uh, treatment plant. Oh, this place over here has got to get a new boardwalk. Oh, it's all about schmoozing and schmozing and delivering money. And delivering money means delivering votes, okay? You give me the votes, you're going to get the money. It's always been that way. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay, so president represents the nation. Representatives represent their district. So far, so good. Now, who represents the states? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. Who represents the states? Oh, no. Senators. Now, the way this thing was originally set up, senators were appointed by the governor. They may be appointed with majority vote of the upper house, which be your state senate. They may be approved by the lower house, which would be your house representatives, okay? Now, in Nebraska, they have a unicarmal, uh, you know, the house and the senate is one, as uni, one. <clears throat> so the bottom line is, each state had their own way of picking who. Who did they pick? Very simple. They picked senior statesmen or women to represent the interests of the state. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, with the 17th Amendment, we had two states that were always screwing things up. New Jersey and New York. New Jersey and New York. So those of you from New Jersey and New York who get your underwear in a bind, go pound salt. Because if you don't like what I'm having to say, then you don't like history, which is not unusual for most people. So here's the way it works. What do we need to do? Well, we got to find a way because these damn fools, we, we can't get a majority and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so they passed the 17th Amendment, which required direct election of senators. Now, I guarantee you, nine out of 10 of you are going, well, that's a good idea. No, it's not. Because when you have the direct election of senators, that has resulted in one simple thing. It's resulted in two-party control and absolute gridlock. Now, listen to this very carefully. We, the people, should not be voting for our U.S. senator, plural. Each state has two, so we have 100. And then we have our representatives are based upon proportional, reasonable proportional representation. So as a result of the last census, Texas picks up two, we pick up one. California lost, I believe Illinois and and New York lost representatives, so you're going to have redistricting. But what you have to understand is when we vote for a senator, what are we voting for? We're voting for the political party or the person that spends the most amount of money, who has the best, you know, oh, they look good. Oh, they promised me more money, yada, yada, yada. No, the upper chamber is the most deliberative chamber. It is the chamber that calms things down. It's the chamber that ratifies treaties. It's the chamber that all of these federal appointments have to go through. When you want to appoint somebody to the United States Supreme Court, who does it? Well, the president does it. But who has to approve it? It has to be the majority vote of the U.S. Senate. You have people that are deliberative. But what you have is when you have members of your state legislature, and they then appoint somebody to represent the state, they're going to go there to represent the state, not to represent a bunch of hooligans who don't know what the hell they're voting on. And when you have this thing, oh, we need to have more voter participation, that 
is a bunch of crap. Or as I like to say, Oi, that's some hogwash, Thad. So it's hogwash. The more people you have voting, the dumber we have men and women in Washington. Because we're voting on slogans. Look, I remember when somebody I was talking to, and this happens so often, I, I would say, you know, uh, uh, in Marion County, you get to vote for sheriff. Oh, no, I, I live in a city. I can't vote for a uh, sheriff. No, the city of Ocala is within Marion County. You get to vote for sheriff. Oh, no, no, no. I get to vote for the chief of police. That's what I get to vote for. I don't get to vote for sheriff. And these were actual real people with real jobs. And you sat back and go, oh, my God, are, are, are you kidding this is for real? Yeah, just get me out of here. The dog knows more about politics and how things work than Baba, who uh, is a, uh, an, a physician assistant. Okay, so here's the thing. What does the Supreme Court represent? Well, the Supreme Court doesn't represent anybody. The Supreme Court of the United States should only decide cases where there's a conflict between two or more federal districts, okay? The 11th is ruling one way, the 9th is ruling another way, which means the people of the nation are not being treated equal. Supreme Court steps in. The Supreme Court should also only decide issues of a constitutional basis. Did the legislature pass a law, House and Senate, with the consent of the president where he signs off, is it legal? Is it constitutional? I mean, look, let's just get down to some really simple issues. The Second Amendment to the United States Constitution is pretty simple. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed, period. And everybody works all this extra language into it. Well, what's the problem? Well, the Supreme Court doesn't have the intestinal fortitude. They don't. They don't have the intestinal fortitude to sit down and say, yeah, the, this is the way it is. Oh, no, they got to do the gobbly, babbly, and it, you know, what the hell does it mean? So the bottom line is when they passed the 17th Amendment, that became a windfall for who? Lobbyists and rich people. Now, here's the reason why. You pass something in the House, you pass a law. It's not law. It has to then get passed by the Senate. It has to be identical. And they have these, these committees that work on legislation. And again, because you get somebody from the House, people from the Senate, and they come up with their own form of voodoo, and then eventually, whatever the voodoo is, they get it through and it's passed, right? Now, here's the problem. I can stop almost anything if I have enough money just to buy off four or five U.S. senators. Oh, wait a minute, Paul, what are you talking about? Well, follow my logic on this. If you have, if you have a vibrant House and Senate, but especially the Senate where you're pretty close to divided 50-50, which is, I mean, been, that's what has happened a lot. Now, all I got to do is just find a couple of senators. I pour massive amounts of money into their races and I control them. What do you think Soros has done? What do you think the Koch brothers have done? What do you think Trump has done? What do you think Pelosi and Schumer and all of them have done? They raise massive amounts of money and they pour them into those senatorial seats that are competitive. And all they got to do is control a few of them. And they just got to remind, hey, bub, we dropped $100 million on your campaign. We expect you to do what needs to be done or you ain't going to get anything done in D.C. It's such a cesspool. But here's the thing. You would never get somebody, never get somebody like Rick Scott to be a U.S. senator. Oh, maybe he could have appointed himself, 
But more than likely, the most likely person you might have here in Florida would be Rubio, because he came up through the ranks and he might have been appointed, but he was real young, see? So probably not. Who would you have never had as a U.S. senator? Well, you would never have had a carpetbagger like Hillary Clinton go to New York and then overwhelmingly win. That, did, that never made any sense, but it is what it is, what it is. The Clintons, ooh, they, uh, you know, you better get on board or else. All aboard? Yeah. If you don't, you need to get out. That's right. So here's the thing. The 17th Amendment destroyed the 10th Amendment because the 10th Amendment is the amendment for states' rights. And they knew exactly what they were doing. And you and I got screwed in the process. The, the trilogy, the equality, we the people, we are states, okay? The states, the people, and the nation is totally screwed up because of the 17th Amendment. Now, I guarantee after I said this, I start off with nine out of 10 people won't get it. Even now, eight out of 10 won't get it because this is real highbrow. Oh, but the Supreme Court I got right. So screw your Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is an activist court. It always has been an activist court and it shouldn't be an activist court. It should only be there to decide controversies among districts and to decide whether something is constitutional or not. But you know what? We the people got the power to put the people in office to change the constitution if we want. But it'll never going to happen. Ain't never going to happen because we screwed up with the 17th Amendment. Why do we screw it up? Mainly because New York and New Jersey, they fought among themselves so much, a lot of times they couldn't seat a U.S. senator. So as a result of that, it is what it is what it is. And uh, I think it plain, flat sucks. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Every day between 4 and about 9 o'clock in the morning, a new episode goes up.